Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of MyLastJoint.com Now if you just tuned in, I would highly recommend that you go back to episode number 16 um, because this is actually part 2 of this um, of the episode so what I'm doing now is I'm trying to keep each episode around 30 minutes and this one was recorded back in, I think it was December or end of November 2021 and the whole the whole recording was around one hour, so I decided to split it in two parts, and consequently make two episodes. So make sure you go back to part one and listen to that one first, and then listen to this one. That way it will make sense. Otherwise, you just you know um, start listening in the middle of our conversation. Um, so this this episode is about um, about a guy who's suffering. With PTSD and I asked him to come on board and we discussed everything there is to discuss really regarding um, weed and PTSD and um, the first part is kind of slow but then the second part really opens up and we get to um, we get to really explore um, the effects of marijuana and you know his his whole view on it and um, I think it's very interesting and if you're someone um, suffering from PTSD and you know you've been using marijuana um, you might find it interesting as well um, anyways I'll let you um, I'll stop talking now I'll let you get on with the episode as always thank you for listening and we'll see you at the end bye for now um, so yeah that was really it. and 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 um, I would also say that when I've been in depressions uh, sober or not even so, but then this, this is the thing. I've gotten into other drugs and I'd say cannabis has been the worst for my mental health. Um, and, but whenever I've got, whenever I've not smoked cannabis um, and I've had a period without smoking, when I've had a depression come, I've had a setback come, I've had difficulties. I've found that it's been like a wave that's come and then it's gone and then I can kind of return to normal and my life whereas when I've smoked it's like it keeps me where I am and if I'm in a bad place it's going to keep me in that bad place so a depression for me that might have lasted you know like a wave like you know week or so maybe you get over it that then turns into like two three months and then you feel real bad because you didn't do anything you didn't achieve anything in that time so you beat yourself up and then she smoke more you know so it's mm -hmm. it's kind of um insidious in that way right so if i if i understand correct um the last thing you said so this depression when it comes back is that after you you quit smoking or is that when you were still smoking uh both both, both. okay right um i i i always get got a little bit of flatness and stuff um off whenever i stopped um and sometimes that could snowball into something deeper. Mm -hmm. um, and the depressions that would come while I was smoking would always come. The, the more I smoked and the longer I'd been smoking for, the worse that got. And it was often one of the reasons, you know, I'd, I'd reach a point where I was like, oh, I've got to stop this. This is, you know, um, I'm not even enjoying this anymore. You know, like I, the depression would reach a point where even being high wasn't making me feel good 
but because I was getting high, it then removed me being able to feel good on doing other things. You know, like uh, I wouldn't have that same sense of joy and motivation for mundane activities. You know, mm-hmm. um, so looking back, I mean, you said you relapsed, and I mean, who who didn't relapse and never tried? <laughs> um, what what was your triggers? What do you think pulled you back? Um, it, it was, um, lack of sleep. Um, I had, um, I, I was in a really good place. Um, I had done, I'd done a lot of processing on my traumas Mm -hmm. and I, I felt like I was letting go of so much in my life and I'd stopped smoking, uh, for a chunk and, uh, it was, I just went through a period of insomnia and um, that then led to my mood kind of getting a bit worse. You know, as you get more and more tired and, and you're not thinking straight, you're grumpier. And and then it kind of just, you know, then I, I ended up I ended up smoking. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, the, the, the way that it kind of came about was because you know um i did still have it in the house um if i didn't have had it in, if i didn't have it in the house it, it 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 probably wouldn't have happened um i mean i i i know that for some people it's you know my my brother smokes and he has the type of dealer that um within you know he'll be in your, ha- your house within an hour on his on his bike you know mm-hmm. and here you go and although you know for people in america and stuff there's just, you know in some states the dispensaries and stuff but you know here here you know i for, for me i a lot of the stuff i was always getting off of the dark web and the, you know so it was always getting posted to me mm-hmm. so i'd always have to like wait to buy more um so actually, if I didn't have it in the house, then I would have I would have gotten past that. But then that one blip turned into like another couple of weeks of smoking. So, um, you know, I I would always recommend um, if if you if 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 you're, I think it makes it easier. But I'd always recommend removing removing the it from your vicinity. Um, it just makes things so much easier. Absolutely. You don't have to rely on willpower anymore. It's just not an option. Absolutely. Um, can I ask you, did you, I mean, did you experience any withdrawals or anything like that? Yeah. Um, not as, I mean, I, it's funny withdrawals because I remember I've look, looked into withdrawals and internet kind of like, um, you know, seeing like how much of what I'm feeling right now is withdrawal or, or is it just, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. And some people seem to get really, really bad withdrawals and other people seem to swear that there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I found for me that um, the most common, the, 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 the things that I experienced uh, when withdrawing were um, uh flat mood nothing seemed to make me feel good um i couldn't get into anything if i watched a film i'd get bored in like two minutes 
If I tried to even play games, I'd get bored really fast. If I tried to make music, I just couldn't be bothered. Um, it, so just a real flat, low motivation, low mood. Um, poor sleep. I, I definitely don't sleep as well when, I've, when I'm when i stopping from smoking. Um, and that seems to last a couple of weeks. Um, it's not terrible, but I just sleep a few hours less a night. Yeah. And it's not as restful. Um, I used to get really vivid dreams when I stopped. I don't really get that so much. I didn't get the, that the the this last couple times of stopping, but maybe that's because I'd have, I'd gone from a big chunk to smoking for a few weeks to a big chunk. But certainly when I'd smoked for months, months on end, and large amounts, I'd have really really vivid dreams. Um, irritability. Um. Funnily enough, I'd, I'd get more paranoia stopping than when I was smoking. Um, just a general feeling of like people aren't on my side. People are maybe, you know, innocent comments mean more. Um, weird other kind of like, uh, like kind of pho- phobia like thinking. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I re- you know, I'd be a little more paranoid of cooking foods. I'd be like, did I wash that? Or oh, is this cooked through properly? Or mm-hmm. just way more. I mean, they, they are, they're good things to be concerned about. But, you know, I'd, I'd like stop eating my meal and I'd be like, wait a minute. Is it, you know, and kind of freak out for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find like washing my hands more, you know, like mm-hmm. just general kind of feeling that like I'm under threat and that I need to protect that myself um and and yeah yeah like like i said the um irritability aggression tiny tiny fuse yeah they're 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 that's really about it i think okay can i ask you about um and i think you mentioned that in the beginning as well um the reward system yeah so from my understanding of um of how of how uh weed works and again i'm sure there's people who you know if i get this wrong you know i get this wrong but um as, as far as i'm aware the the when you smoke cannabis um that it affects several different parts of your brain yeah. responsible for reward um there is um uh, there's a uh a, a molecule not yet yeah, uh anna anna Dem- Anadamine, the uh, the bliss molecule, I know is released, um, and I also know that there's um, like dopamine's involved. And but from regardless of like the chemicals and what they do, the the the, the thing that, that I that I'm aware of with the with the reward system thing is that when you smoke weed, it activates the same parts of your brain that are released when you have a novel or a new experience. So. Um, for the for our ancestors, that would have been like finding a berry bush, right? Mm-hmm. They would have gotten a, a sense of joy and like, yeah, I found this berry bush, wicked. And and um, and the cannabis essentially uh, kind of kind of uh, causes a release in those chemicals to kind of create that feeling. That's why you can be high and wash the dishes, and you're like, whoa, bubbles. This is how how have I never enjoyed washing the dishes before? But then the next day, even doing a task that you normally enjoy isn't as rewarding. Um, and as far as I'm aware, it is to do with 
um, the down regulation of 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 these these chemicals. So when whenever we like to be in a state of equilibrium, so our brains like to be in balance at all time, mm-hmm. and when you you're releasing large amounts of the substance uh of chemical you know chemicals being released your brain will turn down the sensitivity of those receptors to try and counterbalance when you then take away uh the the drug in this case cannabis your receptors are still down regulated meaning that the normal stimulus from everyday life isn't going to cut it so therefore nothing's interesting nothing's novel nothing feels new it all feels flat you can't get into things everything's boring because your your brain is is literally flattened the res, the, the receptor sites that um are responsible for those feelings of wow isn't everything great or oh, look at that oh that's cool um sorry about that um and uh yeah so so that's that's my understanding of how it affects the reward system and why you know it's easy to get into the cycle of you know um everything's great when you smoke everything's not as great after so you keep smoking over time life without weed sucks for a few weeks because you've got to go through that um that feeling of 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 your brain kind of almost coming not coming back online but those receptor sites operate you know coming back to their default and sensitive again um but i personally always found it helpful to think of that as part of the healing you know like that's it's not like withdrawals it's like your brain healing itself uh for lack of a better word getting back to its default your brain's going back to normal and that's what the discomfort is very well said um can i ask you so going forward um, was the sort of um, plan or um, relationship, I'll say, um, with tweet possible? Um, so yeah, um, I would say that at this point in my life, um, I I would say that there isn't there isn't really one. I mean, I I don't not not there isn't a plan, but there isn't a relationship. I um um. For a long time, I think I kind of thought, you know, well, I'll have it around. Sometimes it's nice, you know, and and every and it would always be the case, you know. The first I would found after a month of not smoking, or six months, or however long, like however long the gap, if it was a long enough gap, the first three four days of smoking weed again was always great. I'd always really enjoy it, and but I then just would not stop, and then I'd get back in the cycle, and then everything would be terrible. Um, so I, and I, I just, I, after so many, so long of kind of pointing the blame at other things, you know, what was going, well, it's my trauma or well, it's this or well, it's that, you know, I now associate cannabis with the feeling of paranoia, of the feeling of, I can't be bothered to do the things I love. And the feeling of just flatness, um, I, it's it's now, you know, I, I have a I've a close friend of mine who's uh, addicted to ketamine, and I one day saw him lick the plate that he just snorted the lines off of, and uh, for anyone who's ever snorted any 
who's not snorted a drug, but I, you know, ketamine in particular, I, I think that stuff tastes horrendous. And I realized why I thought it tasted horrendous. And he's there like literally licking the plate after he'd snorted a line because he associated that taste as it goes up his nose and hits the back of his throat with the feeling of being on ketamine. I just associate it as a nasty taste. And I think that's the thing with cannabis now is that my associations have changed. So I don't think of cannabis as that relaxing, um, getting into things, substance. I think of it as the negatives. I think of it as the, the constantly wanting more and more and more, the craving, the feeling like the only thing that's worthwhile is smoking, the, the, um, the having to stop and then the, the depression afterwards or the other increased agitation. Sorry, my, my cat just walked on my piano. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really a change of association. So this, I don't really, I don't, it's, I, I kind of don't care. It's just like, it's gone from my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I think about it, I think about it in the same way of like, you hear this with drinkers sometimes, not all drinkers, plenty of drinkers carry on, but those who aren't casual alcoholics, a lot of people, you know, they'll get maybe alcohol poisoning one time and then they can no longer drink that drink that they got sick on. So, you know, I've, I was, you know, I remember my dad saying that in his 21st birthday, he got alcohol poisoning from whiskey. He, to this day, cannot drink whiskey. He just, it just repulses him. And I think that I've spent enough time reflecting on what damage cannabis has done and doing, done to, well, done now to my life and all of the ways my life could be better and easier if I didn't have this in my life. And I now associate it. So it's not like, ah, oh, yeah this thing oh man i could just sit down and just spark one up oh, i'd love to just get into something it i now just think oh man if i smoke that i'd feel so disappointed i'm depending on the strain i might feel agitated paranoid or i might get tripped out and into stuff but i know that afterwards i'm gonna feel paranoid and weird and i'm not gonna be myself and we'll you know, all these negatives so it's just like it, it's kind of i don't want to say it's easy but once the key thing, two things that, that that had never been in place all the other times I'd stopped that were in place now were one, I removed it from my immediate environment. So it was very, it's inaccessible, difficult to get a hold of. Um, so, you know, if you got dealers numbers, you know, delete them. If, um, in my case, because you know, I, well, I, did, I could get some off of people because it was my main source was the dark web. It was even easier to do because you just don't order more. Um, don't have it in the house. Um, that, that was a big one that I'd never done before. And the other big one was really like reflection. Like you don't, you know, if you still love smoking weed, but you're kind of like navigating. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're searching for stuff to do is stopping cannabis, then there's likely some ways in which you think it's bad. 
But if you're like still, like if someone's still in love with weed, you, they're not going to stop unless they want to. And I think that there's this in between where you kind of want to stop smoking weed because you do see that you're better without it. You do see you're sharper. You do see you've got more memory. You do see you're more confident. But at the same time, you still enjoy it. You still crave it, want it, you love the feeling, you love how it makes you, you just love it. And and for some people, it's even their identity. You know, they love the process of smoking a bong or rolling a joint. They love the memorabilia. They love the big weed symbol tapestry they got above their bed. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and so you've got to kind of remove a lot from your life. Um, but I think really just reflecting deeply on it, really kind of looking at it as if you were looking at someone else's life and going, okay, well, what are the negatives? Like I, for me, I did a big pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote all the reasons why weed is the best thing ever and you should keep smoking it. And I was really surprised to find I could only think of about three to three or four things. Mm-hmm. The negatives list was like 30, 40 things low. Um, and, and once you get that mindset shift of, okay, well, you've got three or four positives here, 30 negatives here. It starts to change how you view weeds, which then I think makes it easier to not. And then in those moments of weakness, when you have had a bad day, something's gone wrong, you're triggered, not having it in the house, even even just a delay of, of like, you know, it would take you a couple hours to get. That in that time, you could have a moment where you go, I just need to stop and then not. And then, and then next tomorrow I'll feel better. And then, you know, and then the more times you go through that, but really with, you know, if, if, if I, if I had it around me, there's a couple of times, you know, when you feel low, you might smoke. And if you don't have it cemented in your head, why you want to stop and you still want to smoke and you haven't really investigated the harm it's done to your life, then I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have stopped when I was a teenager. You know, it's too good. There's no reason. To me, the idea that I thought everyone should smoke weed, you know, I mean, so you have to kind of, so yeah, they're they're my two, two, two big, two big things that that, that were why I I was able to quit this time. And I asked you, did you ever look into CBD? Because I've, a lot of, a lot of the interviews and a lot of, some of the people I spoke with, um, experiencing PTSD, um, they've mentioned CBD and they mentioned sort of um, uh, finding the right balance between the THC and CBD and mixing it sort of. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't find that. Um, <clears throat> with 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 that, my journey started with that, not with CBD itself, but I remember getting into different, looking at different strains because mm-hmm. in being being in England, um, you're unless you know someone who's gro- like that's happened to me like i've had friends who have grown weed and they're kind of like oh this is this strain and it's a strain they like for the most part if you're buying off of just you know a weed dealer who's just you know whoever they're normally like you know these they are very high thc like sort of almost like council house grows early harvest quick to make money and they do have very high levels of thc so i thought okay if i go on the dark web I can maybe get, I can get any strain I want. I could, you know, delivered. Um, I remember tr- experimenting with hash because I thought 
Well, if it's like Moroccan passion stuff, you know, the way it's harvested is different. Probably got, you know, I remember a friend telling me for ages about how I had less THC and more CBD and all this stuff. And so I remember smoking, going for a period of smoking hash. And I remember going for a period of smoking higher CBD camet strains. Um, and then I eventually ended up buying a, a like a liquid bottle, you know, where you put it under your tongue of CBD. Mm-hmm. And I found that, I found that it kind of worked. Like I found that when I was actually high, uh, if I was having an anxious time or I, if I did took CBD, it would even the high out. And I found that some, when I was really, when, like when I'd gone through a real heavy batch of stopping of smoking and then stopped, I found that it did help just even me out a little bit but i i definitely wouldn't say that like cbd on its own has ever really done much or that i've ever really like noticed and i wouldn't yeah i mean i've i've kind of experimented with it and i didn't really find i didn't i didn't really find it did tons i found it did much more when i was actually getting high um and but it certainly didn't take away the negatives of cannabis it it literally just changed the feeling of my high uh for me personally in fact i'd say i actually found way more benefit from um magnesium uh like you know like magnesium supplements uh most people are deficient uh, at least a little bit in magnesium and you can take slightly higher doses than is recommended like 600 700 milligrams um which is too much you wouldn't want to do that every day but I found that way more effective for curbing anxiety and stuff, especially when I was stopping, um, than CBD ever, ever did. Um, everyone's brain chemistry is different. Who knows? Um, Mm. but yeah, for me personally, didn't really do much. Well, listen, that was, um, this was amazing. And in respect to what you said earlier about, um, you know, the two things that you know now, I think. I mean, I can just hear yourself talking. You, you, you sound very energetic about quitting and all that. And I think you, you pointed out a, a really big thing. I mean, a lot of people, what they do is when they want to quit this, they, they list out all the things why they don't want to smoke with, but, um, very few actually go to the source why you do want to smoke. And I think that's one of the most important thing, because if you crush those beliefs, why I want to smoke in the first place. And realize that those are just, you know, false beliefs that you're holding from the youth or, you know, from the society, whatever, that sort of propels you much further on because then you don't really need the fuel to smoke in the first place. Um, and that was sort of my, you know, that's why I wanted to sort of explore this with you. Um, because I hear from a lot of people experiencing PTSD, well, it helps my PTSD, there is nothing else. Um, but, you know, hearing what you're saying now, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to sort of, um, I mean, every time, every time I interview someone, I learn so much and like today I learned so much more. So, um, yeah, brilliant. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have, uh, have, have, have done this. You know, I, I, I think it's, um, anything to do with, you know, that there is stuff to do with stopping smoking, that there are these communities popping up. Um, I think. You know the, the, the awareness of this sort of stuff is really important because, you know, you know you don't you know 
you know that if you, you know, you know that opioids are addictive, you know that amphetamines can be addictive, you know that, you know, but with cannabis, it's always, it's, it's, I've actually known more people with an addiction to cannabis. The only thing I'd say I've, I've known more people do is in, in general is it's been alcohol. And I think that's just an accessibility thing in, in societal, you know, so, you know, I mean, we've got a drinking culture, um, but I, I, I think that a lot of people get into that trap of thinking, well, yeah, it's a herb, it's a plant, it's not addictive. Um, you know, I can take it or leave it. And yeah, maybe in the beginning you could, but like if you're smoking every day and you, you, you haven't, you can't really function without it. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in not doing that with anything. Like even co like being reliant on something external is surely not a good thing. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to have, um, have done this. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to get in touch with me and, um, and yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, like I said, this um, this will be probably um, I'm first. I'm slowly releasing the first um, season. I'll say, but this will probably go into the second season, which will come up sort of beginning of the January. Um, but what I wanted to say, I hope this is not the last time I speak with you because I I can um, I can see about brilliant brain and um, you know I like to I like to talk to people like you because I, I learn a lot as well and. Um, yeah, thanks so much for this again. And um, listen, I think you. I mean, you. You know, I don't. I don't need to say anything in regards to you quitting because I can see you already on the right path. But um, yeah, just just go go at it, and you know, don't give up. But I think at this point, you learn so much that you understand that you know it's it's it doesn't it doesn't work out, and the only way to, to do it is getting off it, right? Yeah. That's exactly right. Thank you for your kind words, and um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to um, to uh, speak with you again. Oh, I do. Listen, thanks so much for this, and um, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, brilliant. Take care. Cheers, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Alright, everyone, that completes episode number seventeen. Now, first of all, I wanted to say a huge thank you to our anonymous interviewee. These two episodes actually wouldn't be possible without him. I uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart and your knowledge and insight is amazing and we'll probably do this in the future, perhaps with some other speakers as well. And um, PTSD is definitely something I want to explore more in the future. So thank you again, kind sir. Now, um, I just wanted to briefly mention, I did sort of update the website. If you're completely new to here and you're thinking what website you're talking about, the website mylashjoin.com. So I, I kind of updated um, at the beginning of the week. So if you go a spare minute, just go on the website and let me know what you think. As always, we got socials. I've also have my mailbox. Um, if you're someone that's got a great story or if you're someone that doesn't agree with it or if you're someone that, you know, just wants to add a bit of a feedback, I'm always keen to hear to hear it. So um, my mailbox is info at mylastjoin.com. And yeah, if you don't mind, please press like, follow, subscribe. Uh, I don't know exactly what, um, what app 
or what, uh, whatever you are listening to that. But if you can just hit that like or follow or subscribe, it will help me a lot. Um, it ranks the podcast higher up in the search results and then uh, consequently more people get to hear it. So, yeah, thanks again for listening um, and we'll see you in the next one. Over and out.